How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees. Yankee spring training is well underway now with pitchers and catchers reporting and a lot of the position players also joining them down in Tampa today. Obviously, Harrison Bader, Oswaldo Cabrera, Peraza. We've seen so many guys show up, Aaron Judge. Um, and we're really excited to kind of see what they can offer us this spring in the position battles that are ready to unfold. But some really good quotes for today and some good injury updates regarding DJ LeMayhew, how he's progressing, how he's feeling ahead of the regular season. And of course, you know, there's some other stuff going on regarding Oswaldo Cabrera. They asked him what his position is going to be this upcoming year. And he had a perfect response to that and really just kind of indicates how committed he is to the team and doing whatever he needs to do to help them win games. He doesn't care where he's playing. He doesn't care the role. He said he'll carry the bags off the plane if he has to, whatever helps this team win, he's going to do what needs to be done. And that's what you want to hear. So we had a really nice quote there, some good stuff on DJ LeMay. He'd be want to discuss in the role that he anticipates having in 2023. But before we dive into it, Ryan, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, as you mentioned with the Yankees in spring training, um, with guys coming back into town, with guys kind of getting all geared up for the season, it's hard not to be excited, right? The Yankees are finally back right I mean we're not gonna have games until about a week from now uh but any sort of baseball take relating to the Yankees any sort of action any sort of videos I mean I'm sitting here excited over Clark Schmidt's cutter right like I I, I I've been non-stop thinking about it all weekend um baseball's back guys and that's beyond exciting but you know looking at LeMahieu and Cabrera they seem to both be playing more utility uh the the way Boone called it for uh LeMahieu is more of a rover role uh, which is kind of a unique way to put it but I think it's a very accurate description um you know he's going to be just moving around the infield I think that both players reacting positively uh to those comments the fact that Boone was able to make such comments regarding the roles DJ LeMayhew very early on tells you that they have talked about this before. The Yankees have kept in communication with LeMayhew. He's aware of the plan. Um, you know, I I believe that DJ LeMayhew should be a starter at third base, but I imagine that if it's May, you know, Donaldson is struggling, LeMayhew's playing well, the Yankees are just going to make the switch and start playing LeMayhew more than Donaldson. I, I think this is going to look, again, very much like how last year did with Torres, LeMayhew, and Donaldson. Remember, guys, Torres did not start on opening day. He played his way back into the starting lineup. He was not on the opening day lineup, but he found himself uh, a regular in the postseason lineup. And you can say, well, DJ LeMayhew was out. If LeMayhew wasn't out, if LeMayhew wasn't out, Donaldson was going to see the bench. Um we didn't get to see that because Lemieux was hurt, but I think it's fair to say the Yankees were not benching Torres at that point in time. Um, it's going to come down to performs the best. The Yankees are keeping it uh, kind of open in the sense of they're going to let the best player win the job, uh, and I think that's the right way to do it. Um, again, personally, I would just start LeMahieu from game one, but the Yankees seem to feel differently. Um, if Donaldson goes out there and starts hitting Rockets, you know, I, I, I'll have egg on my face, but I'll gladly take it. Um, but I, I think you can agree with me here. The biggest thing that you can take away from the from any comments about this is a player's willingness to play the role they're given, right? And the fact that, again, it's so early in spring training and he already knows his role it, it tells you the Yankees have been in communication with LeMahieu. Everyone's on the same page, and that's something that I think is a little bit different from the disorganization we had towards the end of the year last year. You know, Bader not really knowing that he was the leadoff hitter going into a playoff game, right? It, it felt like the Yankees just kind of got a little bit disorganized in the chain of command in terms of communication. Um, I think, you know, having a captain in Aaron Judge, I think that's going to step things up a little bit. I think the Yankees just needed to be a little crisper. I think they kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end, not just in terms of injuries and, and quality of play, uh, but just as a, as a team as a whole. Uh, maybe the chemistry, maybe the uh, lines of communication weren't great. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, the communication between Boone and his players uh, are, is strong, at least to start the year.
I mean, yeah. I mean, look, when you're replacing your shortstop in the middle of a ALDS game, you probably aren't sure exactly what's going on. You know, there were there were issues that were not addressed, communication issues, as you mentioned. Chain of command was a little bit spotty uh, down the stretch there, but ultimately, we can only hope for a better kind of process this upcoming season. Hopefully, Aaron Boone learned a couple of valuable lessons in terms of how to communicate and you know deciding on things prior to a game. It, it seemed like Bader not knowing that he was leading off in a game that seems like a pretty big decision. I feel like that changes the entire way you approach an at-bat and maybe, you know, getting used to things you should be doing or, you know, practicing things the week leading up. These are all variables that, you know, give you a competitive advantage at the end of the day. Um, so, yes, communication is super important, but it seems to me like DJ LeMay, who's going to be playing this rover role, that's kind of what he indicated, saying that he is essentially going to be capable of playing third base, second base, first base, whatever they need him to do. Obviously, we prefer to him uh, for him to play third base over Josh Donaldson, but it seems like he's cemented. Look, things can change over spring training. Injuries happen. Inconsistencies happen. If Donaldson looks awful, has a couple of errors, you know, doesn't look really altogether that great, but DJ has a great spring training, who's to say they don't give him the third base job despite what Boone has already said? And the fact of the matter is, DJ is such an essential piece, and, and this is what I love to uh, kind of hear about his, you know, developing health situation. Essentially, he said, I'm so excited where I'm at right now. He feels like he's in a really good place, no restrictions physically, and he made the right decision to choose rehab over surgery. The team kind of wanted him to go in the surgery direction. He decided against that. The fact of, the fact that he actually put up 116 WRC plus in three war last year, uh, despite kind of fending off that toe injury for the last two months of the regular season and putting up really bad numbers. I know, Ryan, you posted a really interesting uh, kind of statistical line there earlier this morning on Twitter, kind of breaking down how DJ LeMayhew's numbers dropped off. Like, he was crushing. He was looking phenomenal. The injury killed his numbers. And the fact of the matter that he still hit 261 with a 357 OBP um, is tremendous. You know, like, his numbers were dragged down. He was almost at, I think, 38% OBP. He was sitting close to 300. Um, and then, you know, just kind of things deteriorated from there after the injury. But the fact that he's 100%, I'm curious to see how they manage his workload. Uh, but there was always going to be a platoon situation, you know, with him because you know they were going to mitigate fatigue but I'll ask you this Ryan do you think that they kind of like utilize him and Donaldson interchangeably at third base and just roll with a hot hand do you think they're just giving the starting job to Donaldson and just using uh, DJ to supplement positions because they already kind of said Glaber Torres is going to be playing every day ish we don't know what that means kind of vague DJ definitely has um, a, a kind of position there that he'll be able to supplement and help kind of smooth things over but I don't know why they would even say that I feel like DJ I feel like Glaber should be the starter um, immediately that should be cemented at this point yeah um so it looks like at least for April it'll be uh Josh Donaldson is the starting third baseman which again I've I've openly said the gentleman who should be a third baseman of this team the Yankees need lead off there they need OBP more than they could ever need uh you know a guy who doesn't have I mean it's not even just a matter of like slugging because end of the day LeMahieu and Donaldson like it's LeMahieu is just a better hitter at this point um you know you mentioned the numbers that you had before injury LeMahieu was the team's second best position player prior to injury right um, you know, and I'm not someone who's like always been like a, a big like, oh, DJ's like the best player on this team. I've never pushed that narrative. I've always kind of been very in the camp of Aaron Judge is this team's best player. I don't care what any other guy on the team does because Aaron Judge is clearly the most talented player on the team. Um, but it, I mean, how can anyone look at DJ Mayhew and not think he's the best third baseman on the roster, right? Um, the way I look at it, though, is um, the Yankees, I think, based on how they treated Torres last year, which is 
he wasn't the starter on opening day, and he became the starter as the season went on, and he found more playing time as the season went on. When guys slump, when guys underperform, which is inevitable, guys, are, some guys in this team that we expect to perform very well are not going to, right? Um, that's baseball, right? And some guys who we expect to not play very well are going to play above uh, of the back of their baseball card. Uh, but I think in a in a world, we're looking at LeMahieu, we're looking at Donaldson. If Donaldson is to slump and LeMahieu's playing well, LeMahieu's going to take over for him. Um, and that, and if, if Donaldson's playing so poorly, uh, the Yankees can't start him. They don't have another year of commitment to Josh Donaldson. They can just DFA him and use that roster spot uh, to call up someone like a Volpe, right? I know Aaron Boone also mentioned that Volpe is not going to just be playing shortstop in spring training, play a little bit around the infield. Maybe that means some third base. Maybe that means some second base. Um, end of the day, right? I, I think you can agree with me here. The Yankees no longer, it's not like last year where DFAing Donaldson meant you paid another year of his contract this year, right? You can DFA Donaldson if he does the same thing as he did last year, right? If the Yankees, if Volpe's killing it, you know, Donaldson's not playing better than LeMahieu, which is just how last year went, the Yankees can DFA him, right? Uh, it, you know, Glaber could slump. If Glaber is to slump, you know, that's kind of an easy way out. The only guy that, in, the only one of the three that you really can't get rid of feels like it's LeMahieu if he were to struggle, just because of the fact that, um, you know, LeMahieu has more of a, more years in a committed contract than Glaber or Donaldson do. Uh, but I also think LeMahieu's the safest bet of the three, just because of the hit tool, uh, the defense, uh, utility. Even if he's not like a good hitter anymore, you could still use him as a bench player. Um, but um, end of the day, I, I don't I don't think this infield is going to continue to be a question mark in terms of playing time, as it kind of has been with, as you mentioned, even with Glaber, like the everyday-ish. It just kind of feels like they're keeping all doors open in the infield. That's exactly what they're doing, and especially because some of these guys could end up being traded within the next couple of weeks, if not months, and leaving it kind of open. Gleyber Torres, is already, he already said publicly, and this is sometimes the only way that players can get leverage in these scenarios because, you know, the teams aren't going to go out on their behalf and obviously, you know, say certain things about their financial um, situation. And Gleyber Torres already said that they have not approached him about, about an extension at all. It's not even in the cards. It seems like the entire uh, brass for the Yankees is – super standoffish when they're talking about Glaber. doesn't make much sense to me because, you know, he is an asset right now, but it seems to me like if I was to, if I was a betting man, I'd put my chips in uh, on the fact that he is probably going to be traded this season because of Anthony Volpe. I think Peraza has the leg up. It's his job to lose. Um, but Volpe, eventually he's getting the call up and he's going to take over at second base because third base, I'd rather have DJ Donaldson there and then have Volpe um, at second. So I feel like that's kind of what the future holds right now for this Yankee team. Um, I feel as though Glaber Torres coming off a good season, not great. I'd say he's a good season, but then two years prior to that, really just down. Maybe they're just trying to sell high on him right now. Second half of the year, he really struggled um, after the the trade deadline and whatnot. So, you know, this is definitely a player who I feel like they could sell high on right now and get some good value. But, you know, the more they wait, the longer they wait, obviously the less value he has because of the control variable. But again, there's no reason to trade Gleyber Torres right now, as you mentioned. There's no reason to make that move. He is a good player for us. He's got some good power. He had his best defensive season last year. Um, it would be foolish to make a premature move when they don't need to. Let Volpe continue developing in the minor league system. Have DJ LeMahieu kind of supplement injury or supplement fatigue, whatever it might be. Give the guys days off and make sure that everyone stays healthy. He can be that guy for you if they do want to go in the direction of Josh Donaldson playing third base. But then you also have the Oswaldo Cabrera variable, which we haven't even touched on just yet in, in, uh, in detail. Cabrera is a very exciting young player, a ton of untapped potential. We know he's a stud in, in the defensive categories, 13 defense, defensive runs saved last year, nine of which came in the outfield. Um, the question is, did he make enough progress this offseason in the offensive categories? You know, his steamer projections, 
are not the most exciting. You know, they have them getting on base at a below a 30% clip. Um, they don't, I think they haven't hit in what, 12 or 13 homers. If he could get on base at 32, 33%, that would be amazing. If he could hit 250 with double digit homers, I would be over the moon. I think if they give him a full workload, if they give him that starting job, he could hit 20 homers this upcoming season. I think that's possible for him. Um, but that's kind of the the argument we've been making in favor of him over Aaron Hicks, who, while management is promoting him and instilling confidence, we don't have that same confidence. They just have no choice because they're paying the guy $10.5 million. But utilizing him as the utility option in the outfield and having Cabrera serve as that kind of primary left fielder is okay by me. I think that's a fine strategy. And Cabrera actually had a great quote today, as I mentioned earlier on in the beginning of the episode. He said, the position I prefer to play is the position that the manager wants me that day to help the team win. Um, It sounds like he wants to be a utility piece. It sounds like he wants to go and help out in multiple different spots. But if that means being a starter, so be it. I don't think he has a problem with that. But again, like it's kind of interesting, right? Because if Josh Donaldson was out of the picture, DJ would be starting at third base and Oswaldo Guerrero would be your super utility option at every position. He would be the guy that can play all over the place. And that would be a fine scenario. I think that actually would be an ideal scenario. Donaldson's presence actually complicates things a little bit because we can't use DJ as a starter if, if, if they're going to start him at third base, you know, as Boone has kind of indicated. So I'll ask you this, Ryan, the way that Cabrera's kind of answering these questions, he's willing to do whatever it takes. What does that make you feel about him? I imagine you feel really excited and optimistic about his his uh, services and what he can provide this team but at the same time do you think right now it's better that he competes for that starting job yeah so looking at his Waldo Cabrera I think that you know end of the day I've, I've emphasized this I think that the best situation for his Waldo Cabrera is going out there um, and, and being able to play a bunch of different positions uh, but you know, I look at the projections. I, I think they're down on him offensively, and I, I'm not sure I'm big on that. I'm not sure I'm, I'm uh, in agree- agreement there. They all regress his bat pip. If you look at Steamer, it's 280 for the bat pip. He's a three. He, he had a 305 bat pip last year. Um, he's always been a high bat pip guy. I don't really know that why that would change suddenly. Um, like since 2019, his lowest recorded bat pip at any level with a decent sample size is. 295 at double a um so a little bit confused as to why they're regressing his bat pip so heavily um you know this is a guy who i think uh you know he's not a guy who's gonna have great raw power uh but i've mentioned this before he pulls a lot of fly balls so he's gonna hit plenty of home runs in yankee stadium um I think we're going to see a pretty good version of Oswaldo Cabrera. Give me about a 110 OPS plus with the defense that he gives you, and you're going to be looking at a really good ball player. Um, kind of a guy who can sneakily find his way like at the end of the year into like the top three, four, or five in terms of wins by replacement on the team just because of defensive value. I think between him and Hicks, the better left fielder is a tough question because I don't know if Cabrera is a good defensive left fielder, an average one, or a bad one, right? It's kind of weird because we've got a really small sample size. And in the postseason, it looked like it got worse. But I don't really think that's a fair... Like, I don't know if the postseason defense is a fair assessment of how good he is defensively in left field. There's a chance it could be a little more comfortable now. You know, that was his first stint at a, a you know in left field ever in his career. Um, maybe he's a positive defender now, but uh, I think the bat is clearly better than Hicks. Um, and I think base running wise, I think Cabrera is slightly worse than Hicks, but he's still a positive on that side of the ball. So if you want to argue that he's a better left fielder than Hicks, I, I would hear that argument. Um, but my counter argument would be that the gap is probably not massive just because, again, Cabrera is better off defensively at other positions. And injuries happen all the time. You know, we just talked about third base with Leahy and Donaldson. How can you expect both of those guys to remain perfectly, perfectly healthy? all year no the same thing is true at Rizzo uh the same thing is true with Staten the same thing is true with, with Bader the same thing is true with Aaron Hicks right so um you know guys are gonna get hurt guys are 
going to get banged up. Guys are going to need off days. And I think you need Cabrera to be able to supplement that so that your depth is better. Um, and end of the day, you don't know if he plays his way into the starting lineup, right? You know, we mentioned this with uh, maybe uh, LeMahieu or last year with Torres. If Cabrera hits really well and this team needs offense, right? If he has a 115 WRC plus and Glaber's at a 100 or a 985, right? He's going to play second base. Right, or Volpe is going to come up and play second, and then you kind of figure it out with Cabrera there. But if he's one of their better hitters, they're not going to sit him all year, right? It's like the Yankees are not going to play Cabrera. They're going to play him. They're just going to throw him all around the field, and then come postseason time, you kind of figure it out there, right? You could get pretty creative uh, if you need to uh, in the postseason to get him in the in the lineup. But um, I think you could agree with me here. He's a fun player to have on your team as well. He brings a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. He kind of, I feel like he's the type of player who can kind of rise up to the moment uh, with experience, you know, and have some big home runs and have some memorable moments this year uh, and he's a part of that youth movement that the Yankees have coming up so um, I'm really excited about his outlook for 2023 I love that he's embracing that utility man role I love that that's his identity because end of the day you know we could be looking at the next like Ben Zobrist type player and that's a really valuable player to have uh, there are two championship teams that have had Ben Zobrist on them the 2016 Cubs 2015 Royals and I think they both tell you he's integral to those teams uh, success yeah, having a great utility piece, you sometimes can't even put a number on that. You can't put a value on that. So uh, Carrera kind of developing into that role. And long term, I don't see him as the starting left fielder for what it's worth. You have Jason Dominguez climbing the ranks. You have Elijah Dunham. Um, I imagine they may want to go out and get someone at the midway point this season. There's so many things they can do uh, to fill that spot. But having him as a long term solution at utility is a great situation to have. So I'm very excited to see how Oswaldo Cabrera continues to grow. Obviously, we got you guys covered with any news coming out from spring training some big stuff obviously underway we are uh, going to start some games here in a couple days but leading up to it we're your one-stop shop for all yankee news we appreciate all the love and support make sure to like and subscribe as always my friends and we'll catch you guys on the next fireside yankees episode